Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast. Dag Heward Mills is a healing evangelist, a best-selling author, and a mega church pastor. He's the founder of the United Denominations originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, overseeing over 3,000 churches across every continent of the world. He pastors the First Love Church, a vibrant church in the city of Accra, transforming the lives of thousands of young people for the Lord. Now listen to Dag Heward Mills. Father, thank you so much for this um, evening. We ask that you speak to our hearts. We thank you for your blessing. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Are you glad to be here? Are you shepherds? Who are you? You are shepherds who are not shepherds. You are trying to be shepherds. Yeah. We want to start churches in the markets. If, if I take you right now to Agbogbulushi Market, you will see thousands of people there right now. You get it? Thousands of people right now. So we need to have churches, just like how we have campus churches. We need to have market churches. What do you think? And we need to have branches in the markets. Within the market branch of the first branch. Do you want that? Very good. So, Accra is not filled with churches at all. We need more churches. And a church is basically a congregation which has a leader. Amen. Amen. And Jesus always, if you want to be close to Jesus, either be a pastor or be in a church. These are the two things. Because Jesus stands in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks. And these seven golden candlesticks are his churches. He's always in their midst. And he has the seven stars in his hand. And these seven stars are the seven pastors of the churches. The angels or the angelos or the messengers of the churches. So... If you want to be close to Jesus, either be in the church or be one of his angelos so that you'll be in his hand and he can turn you any way that he wants. He can bless you at any time. He can release some power through his right arm into your life at any time. Hallelujah. So tonight I want to, and tonight and the nights ahead, you know, tonight we didn't invite the uh, branch, some of the branches and so on, but God willing, from the next uh, shepherd service, they will all be around. So it will be a bigger service. So come early so that you can be um, near the front. Amen. Because even though God is everywhere, He's at some places more than at other places. Do you understand what I'm saying? So even in the same building, He's at some places more than at other places. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So I'm sharing with you tonight, my subject is the visitor. The visitor. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now, in order to have power in the ministry, one of the things you need to maintain is the anointing and the aura of a visitor. Amen. Amen. Because whether you like it or not, one of the most neutralizing powers for the anointing and the gift of God is familiarity. It is the only power that was able to put out 
the ministry of Christ. Amen. Amen. So even if you are a pastor of a local congregation, there must always be something mystical to some, to some extent about you. So that somehow you are able to maintain the aura of a visitor. Are you understanding what I'm saying? <laughs> Hallelujah. So I'm sharing with you about the visitor. Amen. Once you are a visitor, you will be able to do certain things that someone who is not a visitor can never do and will never do. And so if you look at the ministry of Jesus, you find out that he was a visitor and he maintained the aura of a visitor almost to the end of his ministry. And when he went back to certain places where he was not a visitor, he was not able to do certain things. Are you understanding what I'm saying? So turn with me to John chapter 1 verse 12, which you know. The, the, the greatest visit of all time is the visit of Christ to this earth. Now, how many of you do not have a copy of this book? You don't have one. Raise your hand because tonight you may get one. Do you have enough for everybody here? How much is one? 102,000. If this book was 102,000, if you get this book for 50,000 tonight, do you like it? How many want it tonight? Half price. You, some of you still cannot afford it. You want it for 20,000. Yes. Or free. It's 100,000. Anyway, when we close, I'll show you how much it's going to be for. Amen. But in this book, we look at these things. There are four sections to the book. Prayer, visitation, counseling, and interaction. And in the section on visitation, we look at the five visits that bring about a permanent change. And the first one was the visit to me, the greatest visit of all, and the greatest visitor of all. A visitor is somebody who doesn't stay at a particular place. He's, he's not, that's not his house. That's not where he belongs. He's, he's coming for something and he's going. And when you are a visitor, your anointing can work better than when you are in the house. That is why sometimes when we travel, we have more miracles and more breakthroughs. And it's as if we are more anointed. No, the anointing is the same, but it's the receivers. There are more non-familiar people in the system and who have a different attitude. Do you understand? So, the greatest visit in John 1, 12, it says, But as many as received him, to them he gave power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. Amen. Amen. This is the mother of all visits. Amen. The visit that changed the world forever. With three and a half years, or three years of visiting, Jesus Christ changed the whole world. The whole world was changed forever. And that is why if you are becoming a shepherd, one of your great jobs and a pastor and a minister is to visit. Amen. 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 It's to go somewhere where it's not your house. And whilst you are there as a visitor, minister, and as you minister, there will be great manifestations of God's grace and power. Amen. Amen. And you will have more breakthroughs and more power 
and more anointing the word and everything will flow and people will be healed people will be blessed people will be changed by a visit just a visit and that's why we must visit Amen. amen and we must somehow even if you are a pastor you know you have to try to maintain the aura of a visitor all the time so that somehow there will be some amount of the anointing and the gift of God working through your life now visitation is very powerful because it is something that God himself does it's something that Jesus Christ did he came to his own and he visited the earth you know for a short while and through this visit we are all changed Amen. I am changed Amen. you are changed Amen. all of us are changed hallelujah Amen. a visit can bring salvation a visit can bring deliverance a visit can bring healing recently I was in Panama and they organized a healing service for me to preach in the church I was preaching at crusades and different places and in the church main convention but because I've been there before you know I am perceived over there as a healing person <laughs> with healing anointings and giftings do you understand yeah. that that is just how they see me so they organize all the sick people in the whole church and anywhere there were sick people special saturday morning service and the church virtually became a hospital i tell you i remember the last person i prayed for was a lady doctor who had cancer and she was i think the people who were with her were even holding her a drip were they holding a drip or something for that lady they were holding something and you know the way the people were coming with expectation you know i mean it was a lady whose stomach was swollen and it couldn't even go into her dress and the lord touched her and the stomach went down and then she was she was doing this she was showing and even after the church she was showing people look look Reverend Saki you were there yeah she was showing people look it has gone the stomach has suddenly this is the second stomach I've seen like that another lady came she had she said my stomach is like seven months pregnancy and the stomach disappeared in Deban and she was standing there said, everybody I came from Cape Town for this and I got my miracle and I'm gone. You see. But I may be here with you with your malaria. I may pray. <laughs> but because something, the visitor aura is not there, the malaria may not go. Are you understanding what I'm saying? <laughs> there is nothing look I'm telling there is nothing like preaching at a place where familiarity is not there ah, if you are a preacher and you have that you will not like to preach to the familiar people again I'm telling you because it's almost as though you know as if you, you are now becoming anointed <laughs> Are you understanding what I'm saying? It's a very, very marvelous thing. So, being a visitor allows your gift to flow like a river. It's almost like jets of water are spitting out of you. It's almost like life is coming out of you. And I want to tell you something. Look, those of us who are ministering, you see, take it from me. I want to demystify the ministry to you. I don't want the ministry to be mystical. I don't want you to stay out. If, I, if it is mystical, you can't understand it and you can't do well. 
but I'm trying to demystify it. Even medicine, I can demystify it for you. You understand everything. And you, it, 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 people want to make things very mystical because they feel insecure when people understand or know certain things. But I'm trying to bring you to a place where you will be a powerful minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, the second visit is that Jesus visited Peter's house. Bible says, and Jesus was come into Peter's house and he saw his wife's mother laid and sick of a fever and he touched her hand and the fever left her and she arose and ministered unto them. Jesus went to Peter's house and when he was at Peter's house, his touch was able to heal Peter and Peter was able, Peter's mother-in-law and Peter's mother-in-law was healed by a visit are you listening to me jesus visited uh, jairus house and he brought miracles bible says and there came a man jairus and he was a ruler and he fell down at jesus feet and besought him that he would come into his house luke 8 41 and jesus went to jairus house and when he got there he found these people crying and wailing and he asked all of them to go out because sorrow and sadness yeah. is a very strong force anybody here who has any reason to be sad or sorrowful do not allow it to overwhelm you and bury you even if you feel sorry you have to rise up immediately because it is one of the powers in this world sorrow and sadness and pain it will drive you to your grave if you don't take care and that is why sometimes after when you realize that you are experiencing something that is very sorrowful you must rise quickly quickly and come out of that sorrow and move forward quickly because it is a dangerous thing that's why paul said you know there's the sorrow that worketh death are you listening to me and so do not allow it to overwhelm you to kill you to quench you to finish you because it is also a spirit it's a spirit of heaviness amen and it will press you until you are down i was watching one day i will never forget that is a picture of depression a man a white man on television who said he had written a book about depression suffering from severe depression and as the man was speaking on television i could see the demons that were driving this man into the utter despair that he was experiencing and extreme sadness and sorrow suicidal tendencies you know it's a very terrible thing so that is why jesus drove those people out first of all and so that he'll be in an environment where the heaviness of sadness and sorrow will not overwhelm him himself because sometimes you 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 don't feel like crying but somebody is crying and that crying provokes you sometimes people are reading uh, tributes at funerals and the person who is reading the tribute starts to cry and then everybody in the church starts to cry huh? are you understanding what I'm saying it happens because sadness has a pervading and infectious and contagious pervasive influence are you listening to me so jesus sacked the people and when he was free because he he was overcoming two problems familiarity at where he was coming from he had overcome that but when he got there there was another problem that was also capable of killing the anointing so he also solved that problem and found himself in an environment that he could minister powerfully Amen. amen so a shepherd must understand that visitation going to people's houses that is the work of god follow your savior he went to people's houses he went into their homes we that is why we must go to the people we mustn't sit in our castles and expect people to come yesterday now you see i wish i could get a bus to all of us who move to agbogbolishi now that's when you see the souls. Do you th- and none of those people will come. Kolegono is a residential airport. We, this is airport. We are even, it's only that there's no airport here. But this airport residential area, compared to that place, nobody will come here to church. And you see this Kaya, Kaya, uh, 
Kaya Ye, is that what they call it? All those girls, all of them line up, sitting there, prostitution, this and that, drinking, dancing, hopping. Yeah. And we are here. They will never come from that place to here. We must go and visit them there. And you see, a visit sometimes lasts for 10 years. A visit can last for three years. A visit can last for 20 years. But our presence can be felt there. Well, we don't come from there. That we are going there. Just like this church has visited Kolegono. We visited this place. My ministry has visited this area for some years. Since 1993. 11th of April. We visited this place. So we go. And by the time we leave, maybe we would have been here 13 years, 12 years, 13 years, 14 years, whatever. We visited this place in a certain way. If they receive us or they didn't receive us, it's unto them. Amen. Amen. We have been for prayer walks. We have gone to the area. We have witnessed. We have done door to door. We have done soul to soul. Bible says he came unto his own and his own received him not. But as many as received him to them. He gave power to become the sons of God. So Jesus raised up Jairus' daughter from the dead. Look, I believe that there is healing anointing in all of us. There is teaching anointing. You haven't seen yourself. That is why one day God had to give me a revelation. Do you understand? Of what is in me. In fact, it was when I went to Panama and when I went to Colombia that I saw what was God had given to me. Yeah. And even what others perceived. One of the things, and you see, sometimes when they are speaking, uh, 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 what do you call it? They'll be so, I can understand that. Muy milagro, muy mucho milagro, which means much miracles. Muy milagro, muy poderoso, which is much power. So now they'll be giving a report. Muy poderoso, muy poderoso, mucho milagro. Se fue. Yeah, when the people are giving the, I mean, like, they're giving reports about how the crusade went. You know, I just listened to them as they are talking. Muy puder, muy, is it correct? Muy, muy poderoso, muy uh, milagro, milagro, muy milagro, mucho. <laughs> muy means more, more, huh? I've seen cripples. Look, I remember one day, I'm just trying to show you something, that there is anointing. You only, yeah. only some of you haven't gone before. In Tina, you haven't seen that. You are an anointed teacher. The people around you don't respect you. That is why, that is why you, your ministry cannot break forth. I'm telling you, muy milagro, muy poderoso. Mucho, mucho. just before i ever went to panama but you see all these things sometimes also you have to be faithful with the familiar people i remember i had a convention called the healing anointing i preached about healing every night for five days i will never forget that thing and as i was preaching i was doing a miracle somebody comes up my hair was paining me my hair was paining this that that different I mean, in a certain sense, minor miracles. It was on the last day, there was a certain boy who said he had been blind in the eye. Then after one pastor came and said to me, Pastor, I think that God gave you this particular miracle to encourage you, the, the blind eye to encourage you. And I, I was looking at him and I said, well, <laughs> it is true because I believe it. I was encouraged by it. But that was, I remember that little boy. He came here and he testified. But after that, when I went to Colombia, I'm telling you, night after night, I saw the wheelchair, I to see the wheelchairs lying up over there. And I'll be walking by them like that. Empty wheelchairs on the stage, I'll be walking like that. As I walk, like if this is the stage, I walk on there, muy poderoso, muy milagro. And they were all there like that. Mucho, mucho. The same person, I couldn't have any breakthrough, except on the last day. Every night after night. But you see, God also will test you to see. And it's just like, there's no way I could have arranged myself to go to such a place. 
even including seeing the dead raised. This last time when I was at the Panama, uh, the last night of the crusade, because said, my, my, I was blind, I couldn't see, so, okay, come back. This one said, oh, my hair of blood tumor, okay, come back. This one, they were coming. Then after we were saying, hey, is it blindness and eye that were just saying, okay, you are healed, okay, come. You are healed, okay, come. You are healed, okay, come. They have become minor miracles. They will be saying about you, Mui Puderoso. Okay. Yes, sir. When you move out and you have the armor of America, you will see that calling out. Are you Mui Puderoso? You'll be surprised. Mui Milagro, I'm telling you. A lot of us are afraid to move and are afraid to go. But when you start to do the work and you start to go to somebody's house and they say, Anosopho has come. And you say, let the, all the family members gather. There is much miracle in a small place, even like a big place, especially when you have the aura of a visitor. Muy milagro. When you have the aura of a visitor. The aura of a visitor. That's why I'm sharing with you about the visitor. Because God wants you to be a visitor. Minister in people's houses. Ask them to bring the others. Ask them to bring the others. Ask who else is in the house. Like when someone can say, bring all the people. Is there anyone left? Hey, hey, hey. That's it. Pray for people in their private homes. For Holy Spirit baptism. The first time I've seen it before on, I mean, great men of God ministry. I'd never laid hands on anybody who had fallen down before. The first time was in somebody's bedroom. I was in his bedroom. I led him to Christ. And something said, Why don't you pray? Because he was a very bad boy. So I said, Why don't you pray? <laughs> For him to receive the Holy Spirit, if possible, we can take this thing further. And I said, I would like to pray for you to receive. Do you know the Holy Spirit? And when you see the Holy Spirit, this and that and that and that. I talked to him. He's somebody who was older than me, grown up by some years. And I said, Do you want to? He said, Yes. And I laid hands on him. He started to speak. He fell down yes. on his bed. One of the First class, high rate crack. When, when you say somebody said crack, you know, like if you go to England and you go to Heathrow Airport, they have the crack immigration officers waiting for you there. Those who know how to deal with Indians, Africans, and other Pakistanis and others who are trying to enter. The crack immigration officers, that's the top ones. This guy was a crack fornicator. <laughs> was a crack fornication officer multiple serial killer <laughs> but he fell under the anointing because I was operating in the aura of a visitor I moved out of my familiarity bondages and familiar circles and he received the anointing I visited rich people in their houses Pray for them, they are falling under the anointing in the carpet in their sitting rooms, receiving miracles and other things. Yeah, that's the power of a visitor in, your, in the office. You pray for them in their office, pray for them in their home, pray for them. Go there if you want to have a member, you must visit the person. Jesus wanted to have members in his church, he came to visit us. When you visit, you show love. You show grace. You show, you show that you care. It's more than standing in the pulpit and preaching. That's the order of a visitor. Include the love that you demonstrate by how you have been able to come to this place. To, to the place the person is. A visitor's anointing. The aura of a visitor. Jesus Christ is the greatest visitor. The greatest example of a visitor. 
Then Jesus visited Mary and Martha. And now it came to pass, as they went, that he entered into a certain village. And a certain woman named Martha received him into her house. Hallelujah. And then you go on and you see how Jesus uh, visited them and gave uh, advice. You get it? He was advising, uh, I think, Martha also to be more spiritual. Is that not so? She was too much involved in cooking and all those kind of things. Meanwhile, he was eating the food that she was preparing. But he was still telling her the truth. Hallelujah. (laughs) Mercy. And the Bible says, Jesus loved Martha and her sister Mary. Do you understand? Even though he was correcting her, he loved her. You get it? So visiting is something that our Savior practiced. You don't see him staying at one place. Jesus visited a Pharisee in Luke 11. He said, and as he spake, a certain Pharisee besought him to dine with him. And he went in and sat down to meet. You know? And the Pharisee saw it and marveled that he had not first watched before dinner. And the Lord said to him, Now do ye Pharisees make clean the outside of the cup and the platter, but your inward part is full of ravening and wickedness. Ye fools! And he started to rebuke the people that he had come to visit. But don't go and insult the people that he's going to visit. Hallelujah. Are you listening to me? So ladies and gentlemen, God wants to bless us with new churches. Many of you are going to be pastors of new churches in the city. Many of you are going to have 100 people, 50 people, 70 people. You are going to be ministry anywhere. They'll find you once you are at this service. A grace is coming upon you to be a minister and a shepherd and a pastor and an anointed leader. A grace that you don't know is there. It's mystical. You don't know that it's upon you. But in the day that you start to become a visitor, that's when you see that there is something in you and something upon your life. That's when you see that God has called you. That's when you see that there is something in you. That's when you see that there is a grace upon you. That's when you see that originally there was a call. That's when you see that God is with you. When you can maintain that thing of being a visitor. And I want you to see, you see, sometimes, one of the, sometimes, I don't like to send, send people to do things that sometimes I, they will fail. Because many of us are actually called, but the devil has things. You see, like Jesus, he went to visit and saw that people were very sad. It was going to kill the miracle. So ladies and gentlemen, I, I, because the devil, one of his best tricks is to tell you that this one is called by you. You see, you. There's no anointing. It's, it's a common thing. You, you have that feeling that, look, this person is called by you. You know, you, you. You are not called. You know, this is a pastor, but you are not a pastor. You know, this one, but not you. I mean, we all know you. We know your problems. We know your problems. We know the way you are. How many have heard the devil speaking to you like that before? And you see, mostly it's comparison. You say, you know, this person is anointed. But you, you are not anointed. You, you know, you are different. You, you are just trying to do something. You are forcing yourself. You are, you are extending yourself. You are pushing yourself. One day the devil was talking to me and telling me that you, you are not this, you are not this, you are not this, you are not this. And I became quiet. Because sometimes when the devil is talking, you become very quiet. Because you don't have an answer to the things that he's telling you. I tell you. He was telling me, See, you, you are just forcing things. You, there's, you are, no. And you see, when you are in a church and you say it sounds fine, but when you are alone and they are speaking to you, how many have been alone? The thing will be swelling in your mind like that. And you realize that he is actually speaking to you. So the devil was, one day the devil, the devil said to me, you, he said, you, 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 you haven't said it with your mouth that you are an apostle, but you think you are an apostle. But I want you to know that you are not an apostle. And even though you are starting a lot of churches, you are not an apostle. Then I was quiet. Then he was talking. You see, one day I was in London, I was walking with a brother. We were all quiet. Then suddenly he shouted, Shut up, Satan! 
what is it? He said, the devil was talking to me, so I had to shout. You must begin to shout, shout, Because I was quietly, I was walking with the brother. We were just two of us walking. Then suddenly he shouted, shut up, Satan. I said, oh, what is it? He said, oh. The devil was saying certain things. I had to quiet him right now. Shut up, Satan. Anyway, on this particular occasion, I didn't say shut up. So he continued to talk. Then I was there and he brought a scripture. He said to me, you see, have you seen Kenneth Hagen? He has seen Jesus before. Have you seen Rejoiner? He has seen Jesus not once many times have you seen all people who are really called in a certain way and then he brought a scripture our apostle said am i not an apostle have i not seen the lord i became more quiet how many have had the devil say certain things you look trapped it's like you can't speak again So I became very quiet. And then I said to myself, it's true. It's true. I am nothing. I'm just forcing to do things. I'm not an apostle. I'm nothing. I'm not even a pastor. I cannot do the work. And I became very quiet. Then I was there. When the Lord just brought something to my mind. And he said, do you remember many, many years ago? I said many years ago. You were at Rick Church in the old church at a meeting in Calvary Road. And you were fasting on the last day of the fast. Something appeared on your right hand side in white. And I tend to see a white person in white. And immediately I felt like toilet. I felt like a sinner. I like so so and the Lord said I appeared to you at that time that's when I appeared to you that is when you saw my glory all covered in white and glory and I said wow so the devil has been lying tormenting me tormenting me tormenting me tormenting me bullying me God trying to quiet you, tell you things about yourself. But even if the Lord doesn't speak to you, and you step out one day, out, to start, to move in the grace of a visitor. Because maybe in the cathedral, you are not a visitor. But when you land at Agbogulushi, you are a visitor. And you say, I've come to help you. Call your sisters and your brothers. Is there anyone left? Bring them to me. Bring, bring that one to me. Bring, bring her to me quickly. I went to Argentina. Devil, you can talk. I went to Argentina. It was as though fire was coming out of my fingers. I've never seen anything like that before. One time I was there, the devil was telling me, you, you see, you, your calling is administration. Administration. And then teaching. Don't try to do other things. I said, hey. I want to minister the spirit and any other thing that the Lord wants me to minister. But as a visitor to Argentina, a church in Argentina, they don't have church in the morning, afternoon. And then they had the service in the evening. And I was invited, I was to speak. They had not seen me before. 
the pastor has not seen me before. When I got into the pastor's room, he said, I am pastor so-and-so. I do this, this, and that. I have a church. Tell me about your ministry. <laughs> and I was, I thought, I thought the person who has brought me, the one of the lie would have explained who I was. I said, oh, I'm also a pastor. This and that. So anything else about it? I said, oh, I'm just a pastor from Ghana. And so, okay. Okay, anyway, it's time for us to go. Are you ready? I said, yeah, I'm ready. And I went out to minister. That day I lost my watch. The people scrambling over me. I ministered, I started to minister. Then the, afterwards, the guy said, it's our revival that came back tonight. <laughs> yeah. The kind of power that I saw. <laughs> nobody could start. It reached a point. The pastor brought his daughter. I said, please. I was ministering. Please pray for her. Pray for her. Then he brought his wife. Can you pray for my wife? A very large church. Because I had moved out of Accra. I became a bit, I, 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 I had the honor of a visitor. When I finished preaching, I went to sit down in the office. And I said, Pedro, my watch is lost. Can you find my watch? So I was sitting there and suddenly a tall gentleman came with a, a woman. I said, oh, we want you to pray for us. Then the Pedro, they want you to pray for us. You want me to pray for you? I said, oh, okay. And I, I just went, Bruh! the person he fell down like that. And the other, then they fell under the table. So now his head was under the table and just his legs were showing from under the table. The visitor's aura. So I was sitting there wondering, what is the pastor going to think when he comes into the room? You see the legs of the man <laughs> sticking out of the table. And then the, the wife, because both of them were slain in the same way, they went under the table. So I was just quiet. And the pastor came and he came and he looked at me. Okay. <laughs> That was not the end. I was going home. Muy poderoso. It means much power. Poderoso is power. Muy milagro. I see muy milagro in your ministry. So, the service was over. And I decided to go I was going back home. Even to go out of the chair, it was like an anointing spirit is moving through the church. And the people were just, you know, people were still lying around and so on. We had stayed for a long time, but that anointing was lingering. As we walk from here to, what is that place where they sell the drink down here? That Narum. About Narum and beyond. I turn around, some two ladies, three ladies or so, or four of them, two or three. Spanish. Then my interpreter, ah, they wanted you to pray for them. They really wanted, I don't know whether they had I as soon as I tied them, on the floor, on the road, at the roadside, please. And I look at them lying down, say, muy poderoso. But the, the aura of the visitor, I said the aura of the, you'll be surprised at what is in you. When you step out, when you try to do the work of God, when you get yourself into it, you'll be surprised that you, you, it thinks you are anointed. You sit down in the house, let the devil speak to you all the time. You become more discouraged and more depressed in your life. There's so much word in us. Think of all the things you've heard. Think of all the messages you've soaked in. Think of all the tips you've had. Think of all the books you've read. Think of all the things that have been explained to you. Think of what is in you. And you won't go out and share with somebody else and visit someone else. The grace of the visitor. As soon as you are new in a place, there is grace. There is a blessing. 
walk in it. Expect unusual things that don't normally happen. And the blessings of the Lord. Now, when you live in a particular place, right, and it's like you don't have a chance to, you know, be going anywhere, you still need to have the visitor's aura around you. That's why sometimes I don't talk to anybody, I just disappear. It's the visitor's aura. Sometimes you need a little bit of it. That even in your church, you are a little mystical. It's not everything that everybody should know. The visitor's aura. In Mark chapter 1, Jesus went to a place and he ministered powerfully. Verse 32. And at even... When the sun did set, they brought unto him all that were diseased and them that were possessed with devils. And all the city was gathered together at the door. And he healed many at the door that were sick of diverse diseases and cast out many devils and suffered not the devils to speak because they knew him. And in the morning, rising up a great while, before day, he went out and departed into a solitary place and there prayed. And Simon and they that were with him followed after him. And when they had found him, they said unto him, All men seek for thee. And he said unto them, Let us go into the next town. Let's go to the next town. I know these people. Even though everybody was healed yesterday, let's go to the next town. Let's go to the next house. Sometimes you visit the same person 15 times. Let's go to the next place. That's why we must go further and we must go elsewhere. Let's go to the next town. You've been here. You must go further and do more. Even though you are somehow in the same place, you are mixing the visiting with staying around and even though jesus was in israel he was always trying to because as soon as people start you know today i was telling somebody you know what is the key to becoming anointed i was asking and i said first of all is to admire the anointing and to admire someone who is anointed but as soon as you admire the anointing and you admire an anointed person the next thing that happens to you is a gutter that gutter is where you fall into a place where you are now as ascribing anointing to natural things like you say like one day i heard somebody talking about uh, someone who could pray very well he prayed very anointed very powerful prayer and you know he started to say oh this man when he prayed he's just joining words and bringing words from the dictionary and the concordance and joining them together to make a confusing type of mystical prayer I said, what are you saying you know somebody is praying anointed powerful prayer you say that is he just joining words <laughs> he, and he said that he has learned the prayers that he is praying he has learned the prayers and he's joining words to pray what are you saying so what i'm trying to say is that and somebody sent me an article that you know lighthouse and so on is doctors and lawyers and so on and so on who are running the church that is the error that's the gutter i'm talking about as soon as you, and he was speaking well of the church you understand but as soon as you admire the anointing you immediately get into that mistake it's a gutter where you ascribe the anointing you don't see that it's the anointing but you see that it's something else yeah. that they have joined words or that the person is a doctor so or the person is this or the person is that that is why but not anointing that's why you never become anointed yeah, that's why you never become because you you see the thing as something else not anointing you see it as leadership strategy management skills administrative personalities uh, uh gimpa knowledge technical know-how and so on and so forth but not anointing it's a gutter as soon as you admire an anointed person or admire the anointing, that's the next thing that your leg will go into. 
It's because the natural and the supernatural are always together. So you never know when you are dealing with someone. Is this a natural side or is it a supernatural side? You don't know what it is. So, so you can ascribe it to this or to this. But that's why Paul said, I henceforth know no man. At first, he wasn't like that. But henceforth, I know no man after the flesh. I just look at people spiritually. I just look at people spiritually. I don't use flesh at all. My relationship is spiritual. And when you are relating with people, shortly after staying with them for a while, they start to ascribe your visit to them as, oh, he is after something. One day I went to visit somebody. And just as I was entering at Osu, as I was entering, I heard some say, your boyfriend is coming. You know, your boyfriend is coming. I said, oh, why? I have come to save your soul. You say that. You told somebody that your boyfriend is coming. You see, so they have ascribed it to something else. Straight away, the visit, too much visits. Or visit to the wrong place. Go to the next town. Go to the next place. Amen. Or they can easily ascribe that he's after milk, sugar, sardines, cake for the children. Go to the next town quickly. For that they don't have such thoughts in their minds. Sometimes even our churches, when I don't visit them a lot and I go there, I see that now themselves have come back because I have not been there for a long time. So you see that their heart is receiving more. Let's go to the next town. That I may preach there also. For therefore came I forth. And he preached in their synagogues throughout all Galilee and cast out devils. Hallelujah. Oh, you are going to be received from today. Oh, yes. You have heard a thousand messages. Look, me, I know most of you here, you are preaching materials. I'm telling you. Am I lying to you? Am I lying to you? You are listening. I'm saying that you are preachers material. You are preaching material. You are anointed people. You are gifted. You have it already. I'm telling you. Some of you must even be outside that crowd. Not here. That's where you even do well. Well, the more you are seen as strange, and the more strange you are, you look and more of a visitor, the more the anointing will flow. I'm telling you. The further you are from home, And the further you are, the more you are seen as a visitor, the more the anointing just flows from you. You don't have to do anything. You just touch. You just say. You just speak. And it's happening. May you walk in the visitor's anointing. May you become the true shepherd that God has called you to. Stand to your feet. Now, lift your hands to the Lord. Speak to the Lord in a moment. Enough of quench anointings, quench gifts, quenched hopes. God bless you for listening to this message. Visit www.daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.